Maria Daniels here with Successfully Chaotic, and today I have Christina from the Mommy Podcast as a guest. Christina, I want you to say hi to everybody and kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I am Christina M. Johnson of Testimony Publishers, LLC, and the Mommy Podcast. Uh, Mommy is an acronym for Mompreneurs Optimizing Marriage, Motherhood, and your money. I love it to say say it that way. Uh, And the Mommy Podcast was started because when I began online, uh, I did not have a lot of um, information that was sort of relative to me, specifically being someone who was first thinking about going online. And then secondly, someone who was already doing things, but was kind of messing up at it. (laughs) So I really, really needed something to kind of encourage other mompreneurs and um, people who wanted to go into business. I know for me, whenever I first started out, much like you said, I didn't know what I was doing either. So, you know, it's kind of one of those things coming from a corporate marketing company, leaving, which everybody that listens to my show knows my story, you know, leaving because of my autistic child. And then it was like, okay, well, I need to make money. I can do A, B, and C, but I need to be able to do more than that. And then whenever I started my company, you know, it was like, okay, well, now I have to do all the things. And, you know, even when you start a company, I always say this, that, you know, you'd start a company because of the one, two or three things you do great. It doesn't mean you're doing all the things great, you know? Right, exactly, exactly. And and that kind of gets me thinking about why I started online. Um, I had a life-threatening surgery while I was six months pregnant oh, okay, wow. with my third daughter. So uh, I was six months pregnant. I had a, just like a pain in my side. I did not know what was going on, but it turned out that I needed emergency surgery for an appendectomy. But the thing about that was appendectomies, they're like, oh, you know, that's not. But the thing about it was my daughter was resting on that side oh, and my yeah. uterus is sort of shaped like a heart. Yeah. So it's, it was like lobed so close. And they think that's probably what it was that my uterus was actually so far over. It was like compressing my appendix, Yeah. but um, it's just weird. You know, they really don't know what was going on, but that was one of the, the ideas. And I had staples up my side, six months pregnant. Now, you know, six months is not the full term. No. <laughs> so I went the rest of that term stretching. I mean, if you can imagine being stretched staples. I can't. Right. I mean, I'm getting like chill bumps thinking about it. Like you probably actually thought you were going to pop. Exactly. And I just thought stuff was going to fall out. You know, I was so scared for, I mean, it's funny now and humorous, but I was like terrified. You know, I was going to lose the baby. The doctor wasn't confident about the surgery. And I'm like, okay, can we get another, you know, surgeon? Somebody else. Yeah. Right. So long story short, she is alive and well. She is one of two of my daughters that have illustrated their first book that's coming out around Thanksgiving. And um, she, she draws, she wants to be a DJ. She's already producing music. So it turns out, you know, it's just wonderful. But I mentioned all of that to say, you know, it's just sometimes in, in our walk, 
we have to kind of endure certain things that we don't expect, but we have to kind of keep on going. And that's what I did. I took that situation. I had the surgery. I couldn't work outside the home anymore. So I was like, what can I do so that I can still bring in income? And for me, income really wasn't a problem, but I just still wanted to feel like I, you know, could do something else, (laughs) you know, being a mom and, you know, but that was enough. It was totally enough if I was just that. So I had to work through that whole mindset thing. And I think a lot of us, you know, who go through that moms, wives, mothers, um, who are, you know, not even thinking about being an entrepreneur sometimes, we have to go through that whole mindset issue that we are enough, even if we do nothing else for the rest of our days, except for breathe, be kind, show love and grow. Mm -hmm. But if we do those things, we're automatically going to expand and, you know, move into other roles and do wonderful things. So it's kind of like a catch 22 in the thinking process a little bit. So yeah, that's exactly how I started online, trying to find something else that I could kind of do. And then it grew into me having a purpose because not only was I trying to find something else to do and kind of have a meaning and purpose in addition to being a wife and mom, but it was me trying to help people who wanted to do the same thing that, and try to help them avoid some of the pitfalls that I was falling into. Yeah. And I think that is something that I don't think enough people do that you know, they, they're, I think they're afraid to show where they mess up because then, especially if they're doing business, they don't want people to think, well, that they didn't have it together all the whole time, you know, and they're afraid, well, people won't right. trust me and nah, nah, nah. I actually find it the opposite. You know, if you're real and you're raw and you're authentic, even with your messy stuff, right. you know, right. everybody's got messy stuff and not everybody's willing, you know, to share all their messy stuff, you know, right. that's okay. Right. And I think, but I do think authenticity is still such an important process of really developing that relationship, whether it be, you know, a part partnership within a business or developing, you know, the relationship between client and, you know, the, the person doing the business for you is that, you know, you have that trust. And I think you develop that trust by not acting like you have it all together all the time. Because nobody I, has it all together. <laughs> no one, even those that appear like they do, yes. they don't. It's just, it's just human nature. And with me, I've always, um, we talked a little bit about this before. I, I was a perfectionist. Yeah. I was the, I was my worst critic. I could have done everything correctly. I was a, a high school uh, track and field champion. I was paid to go all over the world to run. I was a collegiate track and field champion. I, you know, had businesses since I've been in high school. I was doing pretty much, you know, what everyone saw as, you know, the right thing. Um, but at the same time, I had so little self-esteem and self-love because of a lot of what I went through as a child, um, being molested, being bullied by family members um, outside of the home. I was fine. I could handle my own. You know, I wasn't yeah. scared of anyone. But people within my home, it was just like I shrunk. And, you know, I learned that behavior because, you know, being intelligent, being beautiful, you know, and being everything that I was vibrant, talkative, you know, I could talk all day, you know, that didn't fit well in some of the environments that I was in. Uh, And it wasn't until my husband told me that uh, a lot of times people look at their environment and say, you know, they weren't supposed to be there or something like that. That's not the case. But it just so happens. he, He shared this with me. He said, it doesn't take much to grow weeds but it takes a whole lot to grow an orchid 
or rose. Um, yeah. And, you know, some flowers are like that. And he always said, you know, I was one of those flowers that had like needed the complex oil and, and everything. And that environment that I was placed in my whole life, I always knew that it was something like else for me. And I just continued to try and find that. And I went down some wrong alleys and dark oh, yeah. places, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, yeah. trying to find my way. <laughs> But eventually, you know, I got on the path where it was like, okay, all of this is kind of starting with my own thoughts. Like, okay, it's me. (laughs) I just need to like, you know, know that I'm enough. I need to know that the power that I have from my womb to the bottoms of my feet, you know, to the top of my head is enough for everything that I need to accomplish. And just kind of getting into that mode of, of thinking helped me a lot. You hit the nail on the head with that one, because I think a lot of people are not giving, giving themselves enough credit that they are enough. And I think a lot of us that are the overachievers and, you know, the ones that are running after everything, they're really just chasing their own self-worth. Like they're trying to, even they think, and I, and I'm saying they, and I'm saying me at the same time, because this was me, you know, it's me, they, it's me, it's me, is that, you know, I would move the bar out and be like, well, you know, when I get there, then I'm going to feel successful and I'm going to feel all these things that I had never really felt, but then I'd get there and I felt the same. So I would just move the bar farther you know, and it took me a long time to realize, like you said, that it was me. It the problem was me. And, you know, when I rewound a lot of it, you know, yes, there was traumatic stuff in my, in my past with, you know, sexual abuse and lots of stuff that definitely was not me, but you know, I was allowing the pain and the trauma from that to still infect every decision that I made just from the fact that it made me feel not valuable and it shouldn't have because I didn't choose that. You know what I mean? And, you know, I think, whenever kind of the, excuse my language, we cuss sometimes on here, but the shit hit the fan last year. And I kind of, you know, I just had that meltdown and, you know, just just complete break. It was the first time that I actually had given my, myself permission to grieve all the stuff that I'd been through to give myself the permission to really feel all the feelings. Cause I never had done that. I, you know, even after all of it happened and all the stuff happened, it was just, you know, get over it, push it under the rug and just get on my life because I didn't want to think about it. But, you know, all, everything comes to a head. I tell people, you know, if you don't deal with it now, you're going to deal with it at some point in time in your life. It's going to, you know, sneak up on you and smack you in the head like it did when you least expect it. Exactly. And and that's exactly, um, sort of the, the parallel principle that I had to learn. And I'm still kind of learning along the way. I don't have it all uh, figured out and, and perfected as of yet, but I know that that was one of the key things that I had to focus on in order to get to this point yeah. where you know, I'm comfortable in business. I can kind of um, not necessarily balance, but I can do a couple of things at one time, like have a business, be a wife, yeah. you know, be a mom, a homeschooler. I've been homeschooling for about 15, 16 years. And in, in saying all of those things, when I first went through that bout with the surgery and trying to redefine who I was to myself um, and then identifying my self-worth and, and getting back into loving myself, I had gone just come off of a stressful custody battle because before mm-hmm. my husband yeah. and I um, now, you know, had gotten married. I had a previous relationship that was, you know, I thought was going to last forever, college sweetheart, and it didn't because of some criminal activity. Um, And then I ended up not having custody of my eldest child. So not having custody of my child, hardly ever seeing him, you know, going from homeschooling him 
every day, you know, and then me having them all the time to not having them at all. I mean, it, it totally was like something that was just foreign to me. And I, I wanted to be the best mom. I was, you know, every month I did photo shoots. (laughs) I mean, it was just like, I was, if I was going to be mom, I was going to be mom. I was going to be the best mom. mom Exactly. Because that's just how I did everything. It was going to be off the top, over the, you know, over the top, off the chain. So, you know, even to this day, I still don't have custody of my eldest son and I've had to move on with my life, not move past it or get over him, but just be able to continue to live without giving up and thinking about suicide or thinking about putting on a face mask and some brass knuckles and taking his daddy out, you know, that kind of stuff. So I had gotten to the point where I was angry and bitter and all of that took a toll on my physical person because I know I'm a spiritual being in a physical shell, but at the same time, I wasn't quite aware of how much damage, you know, just anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, and things like that was, was doing to my, to just me in general. So I really had to get my mindset together. I started doing affirmations, visualizations, you know, I talked about it. My husband and I, we actually grieved through conversations you know, for like five years, (laughs) like every single day, we could not get out of this, like, you know, sort of limbo place, but it was like, we can't move on. So this has worked out. We can't get, so we dealt with it and it was hard. And that's what, you know, I hope your listeners are kind of getting from me. It's like, this stuff is not easy. It's not this easy to look this good, feel this good, be in business, but you gotta do it. You have to know, okay, this isn't my best day. I don't feel you know, but I am the bomb. Even though I made a mistake, I messed up. I am all that in a bag of chips. I am loved. I am protected. I am cared for. Even if I'm the only one to feel that way about myself, that's just the way that it has to be. And once we identify that whole mindset that needs to take place, you know, every time we wake up until the time we go to bed, then I think we will be successful after that. And some days you have your days where it's like, man, oh, yeah. okay, I'm not doing those affirmations. Yes. <laughs> I just want some chocolate, yes, you know? Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, it's about balance. So it is. And I think, you know, a lot of times we hear this, you know, positive vibes, positive life and all that stuff. And right. it's very much the truth. I am so much the person that wants the positive vibes, a positive life, but that doesn't mean that you don't have your negative moments. That doesn't exactly. mean exactly. that you don't have your negative thoughts because Right, right. you know, that is literally part of it. It's part of the life journey. It and I is, think, it is. you know, you, you mentioned about all the stuff that you went through and, you know, life is messy. And, you know, I, we were talking earlier about the fact that, you know, I felt just kind of this calling and this push to make my podcast very real, very raw, very authentic. And then trust me, I had some naysayers saying, you own a professional business. You do not need to be like airing all your dirty laundry. But I decided to do it anyway, because if one person here's something that I have to say, and it helps them get through the day. It helps them think they're not alone. It helps them make a a different decision, you know, anything, if they can take one nugget, then it will make it worth it. And, you know, I I love that you're so real and so raw and so authentic with your story and your pain and all of that, because I think, you know, there's somebody else out there that's maybe just starting that journey and they don't know what to do, how to feel, what to think. And they're probably thinking they can't get through it. 
you know, that they've messed their life up. They've, you know, done the worst and it's, it's over with, and it's never over with. If you are still breathing, you are still on this planet. You have a purpose. You do. You do. I, um, one of the, the, the major things that helped me to kind of get through, um, well, it was a two, two things. One thing was a catalyst that kind of pushed me into getting better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. So that catalyst, I call like my bathroom experience. So one day I was, um, I was in the kitchen and my, my, my family is like a family of faith. So, you know, we, we love God at the same time. We know that we are all powerful in, in many senses and ways as well. Uh, So, you know, we played the Bible, we play sermons, we play motivational, you know, um, speakers uh, all throughout the house all day long, almost. Yeah. So um, this one day the Bible was playing and I don't even remember like what scripture it was. I think it was like David or something, you know, he went through a whole lot of stuff. Oh yeah, I did. But um, whatever it was, I just started bawling. <laughs> I could not, could, I mean, it was the kind of like snot bubble in your nose. Oh yeah. Yeah. Not the pretty, not the ones you see on TV. Yeah. I was called ugly cry. Right. I ugly oh, cry. Yeah, I ugly ugly cry. cry. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. It was, it was totally an ugly cry. I was doing yeah. the dishes. My babies, I had gotten them started with like some reading books and a couple of them were older. So they were doing like their lessons for the day. And uh, they started to see like and hear, you know, what was going on in the kitchen. (laughs) And they started to come towards me and I could see in their eyes that they wanted to comfort mommy. They were like concerned, like what is going on, mommy? I mean, you never cry. Like what's going on? So up until that point, I kept most everything inside trying to protect them so that they wouldn't think, you know, like something was wrong or like, you know, the the family was crazy or whatever. And as they were coming towards me, I kind of just threw like the water and bubbles off my hands and I kind of, you know, squeezed past them and just ran to the bathroom and locked myself in. So I did not come out of that bathroom until God blessed me. (laughs) This was like a Jacob, a Jacob hip thing, whatever, you know, that was called. But um, I was like, I am not leaving this bathroom until you get me together. I got so much going on. You know, I don't believe I asked for this. You told me this is me. You know, I'm talking about, you know, I'm not trying to be overly religious. You know, I don't know the audience that's listening, but um, this is my, my testimony. Yep. I was talking to God and I was like, you told me that I was loved. You promised me I wouldn't have to struggle. You promised me that I wouldn't have to struggle through this by myself. And I don't believe you are anywhere to be. I mean, I'm talking and something just came over me. I don't know what it was, but I just heard Christina. And it was just like a whisper you're going to be okay. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know if I said it myself. <laughs> well, it doesn't even matter. If it worked, it worked, right? <laughs> I just not necessarily snapped out of it, but I just felt lifted. Yeah. I opened that bathroom door and for the first time I saw my baby, I saw them. I saw them like waiting there for mommy, for me, they were like loving me no matter what. They were unconditional. You know, I could snap at them or, you know, fuss at them for spilling their juice out of their sippy cup or whatever. And they were right back there loving me, loving mommy. And they were my gifts that helped me through it. Yeah. So I always listen to parents and they, you know, talk about how, you know, they're there for their children and, you know, it's because of them that their children are, it's because of my children that I have gotten to this point because they helped me to see myself. 
they were like my little mirrors. So when I came out of that bathroom, I was like, okay, it has to be a way to get myself together. I don't have the money right now to do therapy, you know, and go do this, that, and the other. I don't have, you know, some of the resources that I had, you know, when I was younger or if I was a millionaire, you know, but I said, you know, just show me what I got to do. And, you know, I've been doing it ever since. I've been doing affirmations. We have family meetings now where we get in the circle and we just talk. Um, We have something like uh, say say your ish day. And, you know, my children can say whatever they want. And if they say it during that time, they can't get in trouble. They can't be disciplined for it. It is our time to kind of release whatever is there. If I've done something wrong, it's my time to say, you know, you know, I'm sorry. You know, our, our children are human beings as well. Absolutely. And we do things that, you know, aren't always right. So I think it was that whole idea of me identifying the fact that I didn't have it all together and I needed help. <laughs> So, and that's hard. That is so hard. Yes. yes. I mean, you, you obviously are very independent, strong woman too. And so, so coming from an independent, strong woman to be able to admit that number one, you don't have it all together to yourself. And then to admit to other people that you don't have it all together is like so painful. (laughs) It is, it is is hard. It is so hard. It's painful. (laughs) And it is sort of an oxymoron if you think about it, because it's painful and humiliating yeah. but at the same time is freeing freeing yes <laughs> it's absolutely like, oh, it's like man i don't even have to carry that anymore so yeah. i i work with my clients and i tell them the first thing um when i start working with them is find out your why you yes, know why absolutely. and that's and that's with everything even in, in all of my virtual training i always start with why because it is huge and because i lost custody of my eldest child when I first started to do some of the things that I wanted to do to call myself successful, my son, my eldest son was the reason for everything. And then when he was no longer the reason for everything, because, you know, I wasn't seeing him every day. I wasn't getting to talk to him. I broke down and I broke down part. That was part of the reason. And then the other part was who I believed I was and who I believed I wanted other people to see me as. I didn't want to be known as, you know, the, the mom that lost custody of her child. I mean, who, what mother wants to be known as that, you know, but I wasn't known as that. I mean, no one even hardly even cared about that. That was me and my bull crap that I was building up in my own mind. And of course, people are going to say what they want to say and have said and continue to say things. But those people, I'm, I'm rolling past. Those, those aren't your people, right? Not, not at all. I don't even <laughs> no. know if they're people at all sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. Again, everybody's got their messy and their messy might be a different flavor, right. but it's still messy. And, it it you is. know, life is messy. And I think the idea that people have to keep their messy all inside is you're really just hurting yourself and you you know judging somebody else because they're messy looks different than you're messy is complete bullcrap I mean it just is you you know uh, one thing that always came back um to kind of show me um like I'm no better than anyone else because I still have stuff going on um the way God and the universe works with me if I boast in anything or, you know, if I'm like, well, that ain't me, he will yeah. show me like yeah. in like 24, <laughs> 24 to 48 hours. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, that's you, sister. Get yourself together. That's why you don't like it that much in yeah. that other person because yeah. you dealing with it. I've so been there I, too. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Or if I say, I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. You better believe that somewhere, yeah, gonna, yeah. sometime I'm going to be doing that. No, I'm just saying it's, I think it's just the way it works because I think, like you said, the God, you know, universe, whatever you believe, I believe right. it's kind of one and the same, but you know, it, you know, teaches you life teaches you and life is a journey. You know, life is completely a journey. And I think that just when you think you have it all figured out, then boom, you're over here. Like, Oh, I don't have it figured out. And I think the beauty of being real and raw and authentic is being okay with the fact that you don't have it all figured out. You might have a thing or two figured out. You might know that, well, that hurt. I'm not doing that again, but you don't know all the things you haven't been through all the things. You can't make an opinion on all the things. Exactly. With my children have been um, wonderful educators or or teachers in, in the matter, because even with all that I've done with the clients that I work with, the people that I've helped to write their stories and, you know, just clarify the message that they want to send, you know, to their audiences. When I began working on the book with my children, they identified some things that some of my previous clients have said about me and were like, um, mom, what's going on with that? (laughs) You know, and it's like, okay, I'm like, wow. Okay. So I did do that. So it caused me to kind of see some things that, you know, I was doing very well and then also see some things that, you know, needed improvement. And, you know, a lot of times when people do like these interviews or podcasts and things like that, they want to come across as, you know, perfect and having things together. But, you know, I'm a big proponent of if, if I do something wrong, I'm going to apologize for it and, and, work to make it right now me making it right I I can't bend over backwards and you know sacrifice a child you know but I am going to do what I can can. to 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 make it right and sometimes I found that that's not even good enough for some people I've I've had clients where you know I you know first we started with like you know a price that was just like astronomically not even supposed to be the price that they got what they got for (laughs) okay we're just gonna go there because in the beginning when I first started online I was doing that I I was totally shrinking down, you know, just so I can get a client because, yep. you know, my, my coach told me that, you know, I needed reviews and I needed testimonials. So, yep. I mean, I was doing everything for yep. testimonial here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, I know. I've been there. <laughs> but I, I mean, it was just like, first we start the fees, not right. Then we go in, you given more, you know, than you said you would, then you're given freebies. And then, you know, none of that stuff is good enough. So you, you have to learn on, on this journey of life, whether, you know, personal or business, you have to get to a point where you give everything you have without losing yourself to do it. So that's, that's probably where I am right now. If I had to like give a description of where I am in business and life right now. (laughs) That's a perfect place to be because, you know, one of the things that I think women and I'm not picking on the men, it's just, I've never been a man. And, but I think women are so, 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 so guilty (laughs) of giving more than they could afford to lose. It's almost like they're expected to be, or that we tell ourselves we're expected to be the martyr of the family. And, you know, nobody, cause I was, you know, I made myself the martyr of the family and I gave more than I had to give. I poured from an empty cup, all those memes, all the memes you see about that. I was that person and I had nobody to blame but myself. Nobody was telling me that I had to do them. I was telling myself that I had to. And don't, and don't even say, don't even say what you did. 
Yeah. Because it's going to come back. What is that all too yeah. often response? Well, I didn't tell you to do that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that is the truth. Yeah. That is the overall truth. So we, we don't have anyone to blame but ourselves. But let me just say this. When you think about the, and, and this was in, in some of my mindset training and visualization and just kind of getting into me kind of thing. But in the whole scheme of things, when, when I thought of myself, you know, we are givers as women. We yes. have an actual portal from one dimension oh, yeah. to yes. another and we bring life forth. So when you think about that, we are creators you know, in themselves, you know, we, we are creators and we birth that which could not be without us. So in saying all of that, we are givers, but we have to know when giving is too much and we can't give so much that we don't have any of ourselves left. So we, you know, and I know about the sacrificial giving, you know, giving of yourself and, you know, giving out of um, that, which you may not have sometimes, sometimes you do go over and beyond. I'm not saying in every situation, exactly. but for the most part, you can't do that all the time. There has to be limits. (laughs) Exactly. You have to keep something for yourself because you are still a person. You still are worthy and deserving of love from yourself first. Because you're going to teach people how to treat you by the way that you treat yourself and the way you allow other people to treat you. So that's been a big thing with me, the mindset. And I found that it's it's helped. Once we get into um, the the mindset of knowing that we uh, are loved and we're the first ones to love ourselves in in this whole realm uh, that we're on you know, we, we're in a better place mentally to be able to attract the people that are going to love us like we need to be loved, love us and appreciate us, have gratitude for the things that we do. And we're going to be around those types of people and in those environments that, that will definitely feed us so that we can continue to grow. Absolutely. Can you tell us, you mentioned that your kids have a book coming out. Can you tell us a little bit about the book and, you know, where people can find out more about that? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, I don't even know if I mentioned it. Did I mention that my husband and I have eight children? Yeah. You, <laughs> we, yeah, we you told me off, off <laughs> in the know, air, right? but yeah, but I don't think you mentioned it. So okay, you're yeah. my hero because you have oh, one more than I do. Oh, and wait, people wait, look wait, at me wait. like I'm crazy. <laughs> they do. And when I say I have seven kids, they're they're They I usually they, get two questions, which are not the most PC questions, but I'm gonna say I'm anyway, cause I'm not meaning it by disrespect, but they'll say, are you okay. Mormon? I'm not Mormon. Okay. Catholic? I'm not Catholic. <laughs> and so those are usually the two questions I get, which I don't know why people think it's okay to ask those questions anyway. Well, my, do, my you know? the question that I get, the number one question that I get when I tell people the number of children that I have yeah. is, did you have them all? Like, did all yeah. of them come yeah, I get, like, I get that vagina, too. basically, yeah. is yeah. what they are saying to me, right? So yeah. I'm like, okay, um, yeah, I did, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. I get <laughs> but, that one too. Right. Yeah, did you have them all? Do you know what causes that? Well, I obviously, know, right? I know what causes that. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. crazy, yeah. crazy. But yeah. Okay. So um, the my children decided that they wanted to do a collective work. Okay. So let me go back to the beginning. All yeah. of this started because of everything that's going on with um, the COVID, the, the riots and, you know, a lot of the social injustice that's surrounding, yeah. you know, the black and brown communities. Yes. So in order for them to kind of deal with some things, even though I've been homeschooling them like all their lives, um, 
they were still affected by the shutdown from, you know, the pandemic and everything going on. So we still had to deal with a lot of things that were going on. Um, Talking about it worked, but they wanted to do something. So what they decided to do, they said, well, we're going to create a collective and we're going to write under a pen name. So all eight of my children have become JFAM Johnson. I love that. So they authored a book. It's called Hip Hop Hair. And it's about all of the beautiful hairstyles that, you know, uh, people of color wear braids and afros. And and it's a poem. It's an in rhyme poem slash hip hop rap. So um, they they authored it. Two of my daughters drew all of the illustrations. Uh, They used uh, Flip Flip a Clip. It's an app that you just download and, and draw, make movies, cartoons. Uh, And all of that is in the book. So it's just talking about self-worth and self-awareness and whatever's going on, you know, in society right now, you still are you, you still are loved, you're still beautiful and, you know, you can do great things. So uh, that's what it's about. We're going to be publishing it um, the week of Thanksgiving uh, this year. And you can find it. It's going to be on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. I am their publisher slash editor. I love <laughs> for the that. First time, right? It is really a whole family thing. Exactly. And because I, I am, you know, a publisher and, and an author coach, you know, they're coming to me and they're like, you know, you, you miss this. And, I, and I'm looking at them like, I'm your mama, you know? <laughs> okay, I'll get to it when I, I get to it. You know? I love that. <laughs> so so, so cool. yeah, so J-Fam Johnson uh, has written Hip Hop Hair and it will be online in bookstores around Thanksgiving 2020. I love that. And I love that you help them come up with a creative outlet because, you know, the world is so confusing for adults right now, more or less children. And it's really hard to explain to them all the things that are going on because honestly, as adults, we can't explain it all. You know, it's just, and I think it's great that you gave them an outlet for them to express that. I love that. And um, I'll make sure that I get the link. Like whenever you get any of the links, give it to me. I'll make sure it's in the show notes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And go ahead and mention to everybody again, what your podcast is called and where else they can find you just online. Okay. Awesome. Uh, mommy podcast. Mommy is an acronym. It stands for mompreneurs optimizing marriage, motherhood, and your money. (laughs) So I am on uh, probably about 10 platforms right now. Apple podcast, Google, um, anchor stitcher, all of those, uh, the major ones. And I'm also starting a TV, TV show on Roku, uh, in December 2020, and I'm going to be dealing with entrepreneurship, um, having guests on and things like that as well. So definitely look for the Mind in My Business um, Legacy Builders TV show on Roku in December. Uh, I'm also doing um, Women's Leadership Forum um, coming uh, the beginning of next year. Uh, that's a huge forum by, uh, run by Maryland Public Television, and they have women from all across the world that come in to, to speak and things like that. I'm going to be doing a session on writing. It is going to be off the chain. That's awesome. Uh, you are going to come out of the session with 500 words written in five minutes or less. Oh, and I'm wow. going to show you how to do it over and over again, whether you want to write a book, blog, or whatever. And then I can be found on, um, I, I guess you can go to tinyurl.com forward slash mommy podcast so that you can listen to the podcast. And in reference to finding out more information about me, just go to Linktree. Um, how do you do that? That's like L I N K T R dot E E forward slash Christina Marcia Johnson. 
And, so, and yeah. for everybody freaking out and trying to like <laughs> frantically scribble right now, I'll right, make sure right. all the links, they're like, hold on, you know, just a second. I'll make sure all the links Thank are you. in the show Thank notes. You. That way they're not like, I lost it. I have no idea where I'm going. So awesome. I'll make sure. And you got, you got, you got a lot going on girls. Right. So, and I, I am so happy that I had you on here today. You are a force to be reckoned with. Oh, thank I you. love those so type of guests. <laughs> I love those type of guests. So I, I will uh, make sure and get all that stuff in the show notes and we'll check back with you. I like to check back with my guests up and on. So we'll check awesome. back and see what's going on when you get your book out and see how it's going. And you'll probably have like four or five more books out by then. And <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. It's, uh, a, it's some more in the lineup <laughs> yeah. for, for that month and December. So we're good. Right. We're good. That's exciting. <laughs> thank, thank you, you Maria. I stay on page six, I mean.